Good morning, Rise and Freedom. I'm Austin Peterson. You're watching and listening to the Wake Up America Show at wakeupamericashow.com. Happy Tuesday. It's October the 3rd. Happy Oktoberfest. Guten Morgen to you all. Appreciate you joining us this morning. Make sure to click that like button. And if it's your first time watching the show today and you find yourself saying after a few minutes, you know what? This is good content. I'd like to see the show again. Don't forget to click that subscribe button. And of course, thank you to rumble.com for hosting us, platforming us, not demonetizing us like YouTube did, and for featuring us to the front page of rumble.com today. I imagine that many people who will be seeing us today will be seeing us for the very first time. So let's give them a great show. Starting at the top of the hour, Joe Biden says that Democrats should be a little bit nicer to the future white minority in this country. It's a very strange story. We've also got more video of him falling asleep. This is a man who is actively campaigning for a second term for president of the United States who can't even stay awake during a regular press conference. We'll play that. We'll talk about it at the top of the show, as well as new evidence that shows that his son, Hunter Biden, may have hired hookers from a trafficking ring. Ugh, ugh, ugh. It's a little weird. It's a little gross, but that's the president's son for you. Um, by the way, uh, President Biden says that his son has done nothing wrong. It's all a lie. <laughs> uh, the videos and the pictures show us say otherwise, Mr. President. We'll talk about that in a little bit. And two out of three Generation Z still financially dependent on their parents. Yeah, they're one of the younger generations, of course. So maybe that's not something that should be so out of the ordinary. But more Generation Z are actually surprising me in stepping up with more side hustles as ways to get by because we are all living in Bidenomics right now and the inflation that we're all struggling with is causing people to take some unorthodox steps to be able to bring in some extra income. We do like to talk about business on this show and ways to help you to make more money. Um, consider me your libertarian Dave Ramsey. <laughs> we'll talk this morning about some uh, popular side hustles that Gen Z is engaging in to make ends meet and possibly you could be able to add them to your list as well. Uh, I also have a list of 11 retailers, probably some of the favorites that you like to frequent, that are facing the possibility of bankruptcy in the next year. We'll talk about that uh, in our financial segment here in just a few minutes, about 10 to 15 minutes from now. Uh, and then at 7.30 a.m. Central Time, an anti-gun lefty journalist was killed in Philadelphia Aww. yesterday. I know, you're all completely distressed about it. Uh, and we're continuing this conversation, especially in the wake of the death of Dianne Feinstein, of how we should react or behave when people who hate us and want us dead are killed tragically in this case. Well, this anti-gun leftist journalist, he went out and made a, a spectacle of himself, frequently attacking right-wingers and pro-gun people like ourselves, uh, and uh, interestingly attacked Scott Adams, you know, the Dilbert cartoonist out in public for saying that when Scott Adams says that if Joe Biden is reelected, then many of you will be dead within a year. Um, and well, Josh Kruger attacks Scott Adams for that like 48 hours ago. And then he was subsequently killed in his home. We're going to talk about that. And I guess I have a question for you because I've got a whole list of his tweets and some of his public public statements that he's made against people like you and I, the former uh, leftist journalist, uh, Josh Kruger. I've got some of the statements that he made publicly about people like yourself and myself. And it's got me wondering a big question. And this is a question for you. Maybe we'll be able to answer it by the end of the show. Do you think you'll look back on your social media posts when God finally takes you before the pearly gates and plays that big? This is what I understand it to be. At least I was how I was raised. There'll be a big video screen, essentially. 
that or holograms perhaps that will show you back your entire life. Uh, will you go back and look at all of the posts that you made on social media and be like, cringe? Or will you be like, yeah, badass. Uh, uh, <laughs> I could just see Jesus right now. Maybe he pulls out his little mobile phone, uh, the, whatever it is, like, you know, heaven wireless. <laughs> he shows it to you and he's like, okay. He's like, do you mind explaining this right here? Uh, what about this meme right here? And he's like, this meme is very bad, but uh, it's still very funny. I don't know. I think <laughs> Jesus would, would understand. The memes, were, the, the memes were too dank, Jesus. The memes were too dank. Anyways, we'll talk about that lefty journalist who was killed in Philadelphia. We'll go through some of his tweets and public posts that were quite prophetic. And we'll share that with you at 7.30 a.m. this morning. At 7.51 this morning on the show, about 45 to 50 minutes in, Whoopi Goldberg versus Nancy Mace on abortion. Whoopi Goldberg says that she's pro-life. <laughs> what? Yeah, exactly. Thank you, Bob Barker. Rest in peace. Speaking of heaven, Whoopi Goldberg gets in a fight about abortion with Nancy Mace, claims to be pro-life. It doesn't have to make sense. Maybe it's it's leftism. Maybe it's Maybelline. Anyways, Whoopi Goldberg says that she's pro-life. We'll say, what is she talking about? Uh, and we'll play that clip for you at 751. We'll have a good conversation with it. The eight o'clock hour is when things get spicy and super interesting. Not that things aren't already spicy this morning. Camelia Peterson will be joining us for the game of Let's Make Camelia Blush. At eight o'clock this morning, we're going to talk about a St. Louis teacher who was put on suspension from her school district. Because, well, her her Generation Z high side hustle <laughs> involves taking naked pictures and posting them on the internet. I know what you're thinking. Hey, no, stop it, you pervs. You got to, you're not supposed no, to be like that. No, God! terrible, no, wrong, God, bad, please, evil. No, no, no. And Jesus is watching you. No. He's going to pull out your mobile phone. He's going to pull out your lewds on OnlyFans when you go to heaven and meet and go to the pearly gates. Is your name written in the book of life? Yes, but. Anyway, speaking of the book of life, we'll talk at 8.30 this morning to The Better Bachelor. He's a YouTuber that I've been YouTuber that I've been watching for the last couple of months. Goes by the name of Joker. He's a confirmed bachelor. He lives in the woods and he talks uh, into his camera about men's issues. And certainly men's issues have come to the forefront in recent years with discussions that have been generated or prompted by people like Andrew Tate, people like Pearlie Davis and others. Uh, interestingly enough, I think Camelia will have something to say about the red pill question and the discussion that we've been having about parental rights, family courts, um, and uh, justice for men and fathers in this country. But what I thought was interesting was it was actually just yesterday morning before I start the show. I usually am tuning in and listening to to news or other podcasts or things to give me ideas for for our own content. But the Better Bachelor Joker posted this Pew Research poll that showed that the majority of divorces in this country are initiated by women, 70% or more. And not just any women, but a majority of the divorces that are initiated in this country are initiated by Christian women who consider themselves, or at least self-identify as very religious. Not just semi-religious or religious, but very religious. And of course, this has led to an online discussion and a debate about whether or not men who are interested in getting married are better off just trying to find yourself a good Christian conservative girl. Well, when you look at the statistics, it is a majority of divorces being initiated by good Christian girls who consider themselves to be very religious. So it's kind of a uh, trap out that's being laid out there for men and one that we'll discuss with the Better Bachelor and Joker. 
you know, we talk about the men's issues here on the Wake Up America show because now you're a man, a man, man, man. God bless men. I love men. Not in that way. <laughs> How dare you? Uh, but if that's your thing, it's up to you. If being gay was a choice, it would be the right choice. Just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Can't you guys just loosen up a little bit? Can't you just relax? For the love of God, we're gonna we're gonna die one day. We're gonna end up like Josh Kruger, saying, you know, cold in the ground. But you probably won't be found with heroin and uh, uh, angry text messages from an ex boy lover. Speaking of. Um, all right, let's go ahead and hit the top of the show. Mr. President, what is you doing? Oh, no, baby, what is you doing? Um, take a look and a listen at our current commander-in-chief, the man who holds the codes to the nuclear weapons. By the end of the governing crisis, uh, it's time to end these constant... Yeah, anyway, it'll be good. Um, this is a immediate crisis. This is not just anybody's grandpa. If you were going to go visit your grandpa and he was sitting in the big easy chair that you got from Big Lots on sale for $325 on Labor Day, marked down from $500 and you got the 15% discount because you signed up for the rewards program and then you go, he set grandpa on the big easy chair and he sets his legs up and he's starting to talk to you about, you know, international politics and affairs and how he hopes that Donald Trump's going to become president again. You'd be, and then he falls asleep in the middle of his speech. You'd be like, oh, that's okay, grandpa. You know, put your feet up, have a little relax, pet the dog. But this is the guy with the nukes. By the end of the governing crisis, uh, it's time to end these constant... Yeah, anyway, I'm going to be good. Anyway. Um, disagreement averts immediate crisis. By the end of the governing... Yeah, that is the president of the United States right there. Kind of uh, kind of weird. Uh, a, little bit, a little bit there. Uh, nice to see. We just crossed 1,000 viewers over at Rumble.com. Good morning, Rumblers. Nice to see you. I was just entreating the audience with a little clip from our current commander in chief, President Joe Biden, who uh, is constant uh, in the governing crisis. crisis uh, it's time to end these constant. Yeah, anyway, I'm going to be good. Um, disagreement. Dear God, Mr. President, what is going on? Uh, yeah. So anyways, if you're just tuning into the Wake Up America show, good morning. Glad to have you here. Don't forget to click that like button. And I know for many of you, it will be your very first time watching and listening to Wake Up America show. So make sure you do us a favor and subscribe to the channel before you leave today so you can get updates when we go live. The Wake Up America show is every Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Time. And we'd love to see you again. Come back and join us on the show. Um, don't forget to you can also text us anytime, night or day. I always check the text messages. I saw Quest Fanning texted me last night at like 1130 or like midnight. He bought a bunch of cool stuff from our merchandise shop at ap4libertyshop.com. Thank you, Quest. Appreciate that. He got himself that Michael Myers No Lives Matter shirt. Very funny. And some coffee as well. Don't forget to get your own coffee and your awesome Halloween Liberty merchandise at ap4libertyshop.com. All right. What else did I have for you in the kitty this morning? Oh, yeah. This was an interesting story. Joe Biden tells Democrats to treat the future white minority with respect. Okay, this is from Breitbart, so you got to be careful because you know they're like the hardcore uber nativist types and stuff. So let's just parse this out here and keep an open mind. European origin Americans deserve respect. Even after they become a minority in the United States, President Joe Biden told a friendly interviewer in an October 1st interview. So a couple of days ago, Joe Biden says to uh, this progressive ProPublica website, he says, we're going to be very shortly a minority white European country. And sometimes my Democrat colleagues don't speak enough 
to make it clear that that is not going to change how we operate. Okay. So he says, Democrats must treat white Americans with respect as they and their children quickly become a racial minority in their own nation. Biden says, it's not so much the economic benefits, it is treating them with respect, treating them with respect that the Democrat Party has in the past on occasion, wasn't really just an occasion, spoken less to their needs and fears or concerns. This is interesting. And so I think a lot of the guys that I grew up with in Delaware and in Scranton, Pennsylvania, they feel like they're not being respected, not so much by policy, just by the failure to talk about their needs. Now, I find this fascinating. And obviously, this is you know an election year gambit by the president as we head into the, um, the primary season and the presidential race has really kicked off. Uh, President Joe Biden says to a progressive website that they should probably, that Democrats should probably be a little bit more cognizant of the plight of the Rust Belt industri industri industrial workers, right? So this is a, a much more common theme that you see as populism has taken hold, uh, in not just in the Republican parties, but the Democratic parties as well. You know, you could characterize populism on the left as the Bernie Sanders type Democrats. And you could characterize populism on the right as the Donald Trump style Republicans, right? MAGA style Republicans, which very much embody what populism is, which if those of you are are, are uh, unaware, populism is anti-elitism, right? So if you consider yourself to be someone who is op oppositional to the elites of the, you know, the globalist elites, if you will, that's a populist position. And you can be populist on, on the left or you can be populist on the right. So the, the only thing, however, that unifies the populists of left and right is in opposition to millionaires and billionaires. Of course, Bernie Sanders, he's only opposed now. When, once he became a millionaire, he used to say it was the millionaires destroying this country. But once he became a confirmed millionaire <laughs> while holding a government job, no less, and doing nothing, there were no Generation Z, there were no side hustles, whatever, he's a boomer, I guess. There were no boomer side hustles. Well, there were side hustles, but they're the type of politician side hustles that the rest of us just don't really have access to. Um, but once Bernie became a millionaire, then all of a sudden his rhetoric changed from it's the billionaires in this country that are the problem. And of course, a lot of Republicans, a lot of right wingers who consider themselves to be, be populist, they're not fans of the billionaires uh, in the world. And I, I get it, right? There is a, as I'm a libertarian Republican, there is a streak of populism amongst libertarians and the libertarian movement and libertarian philosophy. If, if, if the elites of the world are using government to conspire against our rights, well, then consider me a populist. Uh, but if, you know, as the leftists believe, lefty Democrats like Bernie Sanders, that the answer to that is more democracy, right? We need more direct democracy. Well, then I'm an elitist son of a bitch. <laughs> no. No, I don't really think that that's the answer, actually. Uh, but in that sense, I, you could call me an elitist because I like things like the Electoral College. I like the anti-democratic parts of government, like the courts, specifically the Supreme Court. Where would we be without the elites telling the Bernie Sanders and the, po the populace of the world, hey, listen, you guys, you can barely read and uh, you only show up to vote once every four years. You don't go to meetings and you don't very much participate in this democracy that you claim to love. 
So the people who only show up once every four years don't get as much a say as the rest of us who are showing up to our weekly county Republican or Democrat meetings in order for us to be able to uh, have us a voice in government. The founding fathers wanted a country that was not a democracy, but a republic that was a participation republic, meaning that the people who actually show up and participate in the political process have more of a say through the Electoral College and through other means than the people who just show up to vote once every four years. There are people in this country who think, who feel very proud of themselves because once every four years they engage in quote unquote democracy and they think that they've done their part. While the rest of us are sitting there working our asses off sometimes every day in order to spread the ideas that we believe in. The leftists and the progressives and the socialists know this. Why don't you? If you're just tuning in to the Wake Up America show, good morning. I'm your host, Austin Peterson. We're grateful and glad to have you here. 1,200 people watching us. God bless. God bless. God bless. God bless. Make sure that you click that like button. And if you're like Il America and you're enjoying the content, like he says, he's making a great point. My father says the same thing. And you want more content like this, you got to click that subscribe button and come back and join us every Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Time. We appreciate you very much. It's nice to see Katie556 here with us, as well as Quest Fanning, M. Kitchens. First time I think I've seen you here, M. Kitchens. Nice to see you. Grover Bentley, God bless. Um, as well as Drummer Goy. Always love that name. Studio 314, Matt Unruh, Hobaya X. I think it's your first time here. Nice to see you. Uh, the 823 joining us as well as David Lee, 180. Uh, everything rhymes this morning. All your names are rhyming. Is this a conspiracy? It's a conspiracy against me. Yeshua Helper is here for the first time today. Nice to see you, Yeshua. Love seeing it. Rumble.com, you're the best around. I've got Karate Kid in my head last night. Did karate last night. Feeling good this morning. How about you? Send us a text at 573-319-1586. Again, you can text the show anytime, Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Time. All right. Well, Jen, let's talk. Uh, all right. Get off the white minority thing in the Democrats for just a moment. Um, might get to the Hunter Biden sex story, but we'll get a little, it's a little early for the sexy stuff. All right. So, um, Two out of three Generation Z still gets financial help from their parents. A recent poll that show, uh, studied 1,000 residents, U.S. residents reveals that a sizable number haven't ventured as far from home as they once imagined they would. Close to a third remain in the town where they grew up. And astonishingly, 40% of that group still shares a roof with their parents. Now, the reason that many of Generation Z haven't left, haven't left home is pretty clear. Two and three receive financial help from their parents. 29% of Americans still live in their hometown. Um, the median distance that U.S. residents reside from their birthplace is a mere 30 miles. Those who haven't crossed state lines are, on average, just a 47-minute drive away from their original stomping grounds, the study found. Now, I will say this. I, I, I wanna, don't want to speak in too sweeping of a generalization, but I do want to say this, I, you know, it's not for everybody, travel, getting away from home, moving out of your hometown, it's not for everybody. There are plenty of people who they marry their high school sweethearts and they never go you know, farther than 50 miles away from their hometown. There are a lot of people who are like that and that's perfectly fine. I will say, however, that I think that a bit of travel and a bit of culture and going and seeing the world, some of the famous places in the world, I do think in, you know, enculturation is a good thing, if that even is a word. 
Um, you know, learning to speak a little bit of another language, right? It gives you a little bit of a broader perspective. And of course, being able to be out on your own and take care, take care of yourself without receiving financial assistance from your parents, probably also a good thing, right? In the majority of cases, but I don't necessarily blame Generation Z the same way that I do blame the boomers. Mm. Just kidding. Just kidding, boomers. I know you're very sensitive. All right, we're teasing. Everybody, by the way, uh, I know a lot of people were angry because I posted a picture on Instagram of Lana Del Rey, how she got fat. And I was somebody, I, I posted with the caption, this is worse than 9-11. And people were so angry at me. But here's the thing. Everybody gets roasted, okay? I, you're not immune from getting roasted. Everybody's going to get roasted. And I know people are really sensitive these days, right? Very, very sensitive. But uh, to those people who are so sensitive that they get angry at the fact that they get roasted, I say, cue, okay, relax. Everybody's going to get roasted. I get roasted. You're going to get roasted. Scott Fawn, who's just walking by, who donates this studio to me, uh, gets roasted, right? Because if without Scott Fawn, I would be a broke bitch and would not be able to do this show. So roast me, all right? Roast me in the comments. Everybody gets roasted. AP gets roasted. Fat chicks get roasted. Fat Lana Del Rey gets roasted. Boomers get roasted. Generation Z gets roasted. But let's get back to the point, right? Generation Z side hustles. Now, why are so many people doing it? It's not necessarily their fault. They're getting destroyed by Bidenomics, right? You go out there and it's $3.69 to fill up your F-150. You know, you're going to pay a whole hell of a lot more than you used to under the Trump years. Did you see the interview that I did with John Miltimore yesterday? I actually sort of um, structured my uh, we, the column this week in Human Events magazine uh, around this conversation that I had with John Miltimore because he was in, in a sort of semi roundabout way asking me if he thought if I thought things were better under the Trump years uh, and not necessarily in comparison to Joe Biden, but really just overall. And I think he was really talking there about the tone that Donald Trump uh, has created, right? The little bit more aggressive tone. And I answered that how I feel. Yes, I do think that things were better off during the Trump years. And the reason for that is because Mean tweets never bothered me, right? Right. The 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 problem with the conservative movement or the Republican movement or the right wing movement, whatever you want to say, the problem with the right wing movement is that for so long that Republicans and the right valued decorum over victory for conservative policies, meaning that they didn't want to hurt anybody's feelings, right? They didn't want to fat shame anybody, right? They didn't want to make anybody feel bad, right? And as I have been saying and trying to just you know, drag my fellow liber libertarians and liberty lovers along. We are not going to nice our way to freedom. Okay. There's just the, our slave masters are not going to set us free voluntarily without a bloody fight, without a, without a bloody struggle, right? We're going to have to, we're going to, we're going to have to be, have some people and, and we'll have some people who will play nice, right? And do be diplomatic and, and be able to bring people along on their side who are swayed by those kinds of tactics. But there are cruel, callous, cold, evil men and women who are who who see it as their destiny to take from you and I our God-given natural rights. And those are the people that, well, it just reminds me of the H.L. Mencken quote: "Even the most, even a normal man must at times feel the urge to spit on spit on his hands, hoist the black flag, and begin slitting throats." <laughs> Metaphorically speaking, in Minecraft, <laughs> if you will, in Minecraft. <laughs> back to generation z two out of three gen z are still getting financial uh help from their parents but more and more they're stepping up 
and engaging in side hustles. We'll get to that in just a second, but I think one of the big reasons, to put a button on this topic here, one of the big reasons why Generation Z steps up and, and does more side hustles is not just because of the instability in the economy, but the instability in their own place of employment. I mean, think about uh, how many of us were treated during the COVID-19 pandemic. I don't know about you and how your employer situation was during COVID-19, but from what I had heard from a lot of people was that the experiences that they had when things got rough during the pandemic made them realize that their employers don't give an absolute, they don't give two about them. They don't give one, they don't give one about them. Like, and a lot of people re realized that and realized that they cannot count on an employer. I was just like I was talking to my dad the other day when he came visit. We built a little above ground garden in our house for my beautiful smoking hot redheaded libertarian wife. We were talking about how he was, uh, he, when he used to work at Western Electric in Kansas City, that was before it became AT&T, right after it was Ma Bell. And he worked there for 30 years and got a pension, right? And I mean, how often are you going to go work at a job and there's going to be a pension? Yeah, they might have a 401k matching and all that kind of stuff if you're lucky and you get one of those uh, employers. But how often can you go and work for someplace and there's going to be a pension? Yeah, if you're on a you know, taxpayer sucking, you know, blood sucking government job, yeah, sure, you can get a pension, right? But for, for most of us, that's not a reality. And the reality is if, if people like Generation Z or even millennials, people like myself, if we want to increase the value of our portfolios and we want to increase our assets, you're going to have to move from job to job to job to be able to increase your salary. Most of us know this. Uh, and in order to do that, you're going to have to not be loyal to an employer, right? Or you're going to have to have side hustles. Uh, and I'm looking forward to talking to you about some of the side hustles that people engage in. Some of these I do myself. But again, before I get there, uh, I do want to say good morning to all of our friends, 1,470 watching us on live stream on Rumble right now. Love to see it, and I'm glad to have you here. Don't forget, if you haven't already, click that like button and subscribe to the channel uh, so that way you can get updates when we go live. We appreciate you all very much. Trick Star says, Our rights were taken from the British Empire by our founding fathers and eventually surrendered by the boomers. <laughs> Don't make me sad this morning, okay? <laughs> I appreciate that. Joni Rankin says, She was lucky. She got a bonus from her company before we filed for unemployment. Must be nice. For those of us, though, who cannot count on anyone, I am my own employer. Let's talk a little bit very briefly before I get to that uh, headline story with Josh Kruger, the lefty journalist who was um, who was murdered in Philadelphia. We'll get there in about five to eight minutes. Uh, let's talk about some of these side gigs, that, side gigs that Generation Z is engaging in to try and supplement their income. One of the things that they do, and I know that you'll roll your eyes when you say this, and listen, I got banned permanently from TikTok. But one of the things that people are doing, young people are doing in order to generate an extra revenue is to create a niche page on TikTok, right? So essentially what they do is you pick a niche that is interesting to you and you post your audience consistently until you get up over 10,000 followers, which isn't honestly that hard on TikTok. Uh, it's a lot easier to grow there than it is on places like Instagram or on YouTube or places like that. And it's once you do that, you can reach out to brands manually and pick up potential sponsorships and things like that. And you'll get more deals that will actually people will reach out to you. So let's say that you're a handyman or a carpenter. My buddy, Caleb Vanderfeltz, he, for example, works at the um, the uh, auto body, the repair shop here in town. 
and uh, Kemna, Kemna Collision Repair. Anyways, sponsor me. So anyways, uh, that's a free ad for you, Kemna guys. So Caleb, he's got all of these skills. He's got all these manual skills. If Caleb were to take a phone and record him doing certain repairs, like he came out and actually he uh, fixed the doggy door that we had for our dog, you know, to, you know, brought on all his power tools and got the job done with his buddy there in like two or three hours. So if he were to do things like that, for example, and post it on TikTok, you know, d- you know, s- simple repairs, household repairs or something like that. That's an interesting niche, right? That could become an interesting side hustle for him. And I know Tanner Kemna, who's probably not listening right now, but Kayla Vanderfeld, who probably is over at Kemna this morning, is Pop Tanner, if he could hear me, and if he is hearing me, then he's probably like, don't give Caleb any ideas, because Caleb might be financially free and have to leave his employer. Rise, proletariat, rise, workers of the world, unite. <laughs> rise against our bosses. All right, just kidding, guys. Create in-demand content. Obviously, that's another one that it's really along the same lines. Now, a lot of bros, people made a lot of money in like cryptocurrency and e-finance, but the money was like a lot of things. It wasn't really in the cryptocurrency as much as it was in selling the shovels, if you will, right? So creating blogs on topics that are niche topics and things like that is another good side hustle. And you do get good money. For example, um, one of my websites that I own has been around for such a long time that it it just for the fact that it has existed on the internet uh, over a long enough period of time, Uh, It makes it lucrative because people want to advertise on the site in order to grab authority of their own websites if they have a link to their own websites. That's called SEO or search engine optimization. So you don't even really have to have do a lot with a website. You can just make a nice website and then let it, you know, update it every once in a while, right, as a blog or what have you. And after five, six, seven years, it's kind of like a lot of investments. You have to wait for it to mature. Um, people will ask you to advertise on your website just because you get that sweet, sweet SEO. This is an interesting little side hustle uh, that people are engaging in now called SWAS or software with a service. This is one that you might want to actually write down and, and think about uh, ways to make money on because this is, this is I, I think this is probably a really good little hack. So whenever a new software tool emerges, you will have companies that will adopt it and then they'll need training on it. So for example, I am becoming an expert on a new software program. Well, I, I'm becoming an expert on Midjourney on, uh, and that's, this is all AI programs, Midjourney, uh, ChatGPT, and Adobe Express, which has AI tools. And of these three AI tools, what I could do is create educational videos about those tools so that people can learn how to use them. And then what you can do is advertise yourself as a consultant at the end of that video and say, hey, listen, I can educate your workforce for a fee. And that's really where the big bucks lie. Because think about it, you'll probably make some revenue from the videos that you post on that and you'll get some traffic. But the real big money is always going to be in selling yourself, your soul to corporations or just, you know, businesses who need training. I mean, there are probably here in Jefferson City where I am at right now, there are probably some businesses that would love to pay me a certain set fee uh, in order to teach them how to use the latest in AI tools. Um, And I should probably do that. I should probably get on that side hustle. But, you know, if you can learn a software tool that's new that, you know, will be adopted by a lot of people like AI, for example. And you can then turn around and advertise your services as an educator on that. Uh, That's a really good side hustle. Things like selling stock photos. uh, This is a really good one if you're good with a camera. That's another great side hustle, although um, AI is going to kind of shake that up. 
But uploading the photo on Shutterstock or Adobe uh, stock is a way to get paid. And it's really simple. You can just create your own account, take really nice photos, turn around and sell them. And sometimes you can actually make a lot of money on that. I've seen stock photography, if it gets used a lot or becomes a meme, for example, like some of them that you've seen, sometimes you'll see a stock photo that becomes a meme. You can make good money on those. And the finally on this one, become a virtual assistant. This is a good one if you want to work from home where you can essentially sign up for a company that needs virtual assistance. Some of them are about $30 an hour. They'll pay you to just be online, ready to answer questions. You'll have to go through a training process, of course, for any company that you work for. But virtual assistants, you're the person who's waiting there, ready to answer questions whenever a customer types into the box, hey, I need to speak to someone about this problem. So good Generation Z side hustles. Uh, and I think that you guys could make some good money on the side of those. All right. So Josh Kruger, he is a lefty liberal journo who was killed in his home. Anti-gun activist, hates right, hated right wingers, hated pro-gun activists, basically hated people like you and me, killed in his own home under mysterious circumstances. We'll talk about that when we get back on the Wake Up America show at wakeupamericashow.com. Good morning. Rise in freedom. I'm Austin Peterson. You're watching and listening to the Wake Up America show at wakeupamericashow.com. Hope you guys are feeling good in a good mood. Starting to get a little sweaty up in here. Appreciate you tuning in to the Wake Up America show. You know what it is? It's this awesome coffee, the Founding Flavors Coffee. Do you guys like that ad, that commercial? I, I write, produce, all, you know, perform all of my commercials as well. Did you like the Morgan Freeman voice that I did during the thank you anniversary commercial on that one? Yeah, that's, that's my voice doing the Morgan Freeman impression. You didn't know? Oh, it's been pretty good. Here we go. If you're enjoying the content today, make sure you subscribe to the channel. Thank you very much to Rumble.com for featuring us on the front page. I'm grateful to you. You have transformed the lives of me and my wife. We are so excited and happy and thankful for Rumble.com. When YouTube a month ago demonetized us, we said to ourselves, we looked at each other like we're in trouble now. And then Rumble.com stepped up and started featuring us on the homepage, and things are better than they've ever been. God bless America. God bless Rumble. God bless you. Don't forget to click that like button. Help us to support spreading the message of economic freedom and personal liberty. That's what we're all about on this show, and we've got lots more show to go. Coming up here in just a moment, I'm going to speak about that leftist journalist who was murdered in Philadelphia, anti-gun journal who... Well, he hated right-wingers and had a lot to say about us online. Um, would you look back at your timeline uh, if you died and went to heaven and say, mm, yeah, I'm really proud of all those things that I posted online, because I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I think, see things that I posted on Facebook like 10 years ago and they pop up in my timeline. I'm like, well, this is the cringe of all cringes. Uh, we'll talk about that. We'll look at some of his tweets that he posted and an interesting Nostradamus-like claim that Scott Adams had made that got called out by this liberal journalist. Journalist, Anyways, we'll get into it in just a moment, but I want to let you know and remind you, we do have two awesome guests coming up on the show. Of course, every Tuesday and Thursday, my good friend, Camelia Peterson, she's a liberty activist here in the state of Missouri. She has a set time slot and she joins us uh, uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays at 8 a.m. Central Time. We'll speak to Camelia Peterson this morning about a St. Louis teacher who was suspended, not yet fired, from her job at a St. Louis public school when it came out that she was earning buku bucks. Well, her side hustle was her 
dropping it like it's hot, you know, dropping that dump truck. Austin, please careful with the language this morning. Anyways, it's usually a segment that we like to play the game, make Camellia blush. So I think it will probably be a good topic for us to make Camellia blush. We'll talk about that. And well, you know, and some other topics as well. Uh, as a matter of fact, there's a topic that we're going to talk about with our 8.30 a.m. guest here. So just a little bit less than an hour from now, I'm going to speak to a YouTuber by the name of Better Bachelor. He goes by the name of Joker as well. I think his real name is Jay. And I've been really enjoying his content over the last couple of months, especially a video that I saw posted yesterday. Conservative women are just having a strong backlash against what we call the red pill online or red pill men online who suggest that getting married to conservative women is not going to give you any better odds of not being divorced than it is leftist or liberal women. See, a lot of times what we hear from the traditional conservatives online is that if you don't want to worry about, have to worry about divorces or a wife that will nag or harangue or destroy your life and take away your kids and flee with them to California and trans the kids, then you need to get yourself a good Christian conservative wife. Well, 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 my grandpa hands used to say whenever we other grandkids would run up to him, we'd all, he'd always be like, well, hold up a minute, uh, because the Pew Research poll showed that uh, one, that the majority of divorces initiated in this country are initiated by women and that the of those women, the majority of the women who initiate the divorces in this country are conservative Christian women. No! No, not just conservative God, Christian please, women, no, but no, yes, it's no. true, Michael Scott. No. Um, it is true. Conservative Christian women and not just conservative Christian women, but conservative Christian women who consider themselves to be very religious. They are also they also denote that the majority of divorces initiated in this country are by conservative Christian women who who say that religion is very important to them. So maybe you don't have to worry that they're going to take your kid and run away to California but they are going to take your kids and they are going to take your money and they're going to uh, hide your wife, hide your kids. They'd be taking everything up in here. We're going to talk to Better Bachelor, a.k.a. Joker, about that this morning at 8.30 a.m. Central Time and the kerfuffle online. Boy, there was a lot of kerfuffling. Everybody was kerfuffed. Um, go kerfuff yourself. <laughs> just kidding. For the love of God, if you're just watching the Wake Up America show for the very first time, you're probably like, who is this weirdo? God, these sound effects are insane. Driving me crazy. This is a fun show, and we like to have fun, and we goof off, and we have funny sound effects. How dare you? Thank you, Greta Thunberg. Uh, so if you don't like it, maybe it's just not the show for you. I don't want to run anybody off, but I do want the people to stick around to know that it's my show, and we're going to have fun, and we're going to laugh, and we're going to roast absolutely everybody. We're going to roast people that we love, people that we hate. Um, speaking of people that we hate, let's talk about this Josh Kruger, lefty journalist who downplayed violent crime was gunned down, gunned down in his Philadelphia home. Yeah. Josh Kruger, leftist journalist and activist who was based in Philadelphia, was shot and killed inside his home on Monday. Now, Kruger had a long history of downplaying violent crime and openly mocking those who expressed concerns about homicides in Philadelphia. Interesting. Mm, fascinating. As a matter of fact, there's a long string of tweets that we get to go through and take a look, uh, Mr. Josh Kruger, uh, and see the things he had to say. Probably the most chilling of all of these tweets that I'm seeing uh, uh, that he's posted. Take a look at this. So this one literally he posted on September 30th. So 
four or five days ago here, in response to something that Scott Adams has said, Scott Adams posted on July 1st of 2020, if Biden is elected, there's a good chance you will be dead within the year. Okay, that was in 2020, it's 2023, so we're all alive, so you could say technically incorrect. However, let's play by leftist rules. Let's play by leftist fact checker rules specifically. Have you ever had a, fa a meme that you've posted on social media be fact checked and they will say, well, this is out of context and it will be a blatant lie that the fact checkers are promoting or they'll take some tiny uh, thing that is uh, incongruent in your statement and then so they'll take it out of context and claim that this is completely false according to politifact.com, right? So let's play by lefty rules here and say, We'll give Scott Adams a mulligan on this one. Okay, so he was wrong within the year, but we're going to go ahead and give Scott the Nostradamus Award here because here's Josh Kruger who said just a few days ago, the Dilbert dude is like Nostradamus. Look at this prediction from 2020. Wow, eerie. Hmm. So maybe Scott Adams should have said, if, there's, if Biden is elected, there's a good chance you'll be dead within his term. And as you can see, Josh Kruger is dead within his term. Now, fascinating. Now, ordinarily, you'd just see something like that without any context and think, oh, this is horrible. Austin, how could you possibly be dunking on the death of this person who just was murdered, right? Well, let's take a look at a little bit more of his. Oops, uh, come on. We need that. We're going to need that Whoopi Goldberg clip when I talk about that next. So pause and let's go back. Here's, here's uh, uh, lefty journo Josh Kruger with a nice public service announcement and an FYI, um, he is using some harsh language here, but he's talking about the straights, people like you or me who, I know we got a lot of gay people who watch our show, so this is not something, I'm not attacking the gays here, but he is attacking the straights, so perhaps I feel the need to return fire, but take a listen. Straight people, this is my annual complaint, to stop Damn. walking down the sidewalk, shoulder to shoulder, like this is a middle school fucking dance, Nobody gives a shit about your codependent relationship. I just want sidewalk that I can traverse on, right? So you don't need to hold hands. You don't need to walk shoulder to shoulder. You don't, you don't need to do this cutesy bullshit like this is fucking seventh grade. This is Philadelphia, 2023. You're an adult. Stop fucking holding hands. Move to the side so people can get by both ways. I'm fucking done with it, straight people. They should have never given you people the right to marry. I said, what, what in the butt? Uh, they should have never given you the right to marry. Uh, this is lefty journo Josh Kruger, uh, who hated you and wanted you dead, thinks that you're all Nazis, and of course, gaslights us frequently. Here's one of his new pins that he posted that he got for his backpack. This was in September of 2023. Uh, so just a couple weeks ago. No one's treading on you, sweetie. Right? No one's treading on you, sweetie. Interesting, actually, I just saw this morning that the state of Illinois has announced that they now have gun registration is open for people who are the owners of assault rifles in the state of Illinois. So if you live in Illinois, no one's treading on you, sweetie. They just want you to register your quote unquote assault rifles. Interesting. No one's treading on you, sweetie. Fascinating. And the insight into the mind of man, one man, Josh Kruger. Uh, Andy No, uh, who posted this uh, tweet, says, Unfortunately, Josh Kruger's online legacy will be his posts over the years downplaying violent crime in Philadelphia. In this example, 
He deployed an oft-used, quote, gotcha tactic where someone takes a photo or provides testimony of a snapshot of normal life to dismiss violence in a city. I wasn't raped, robbed, or murdered in this one moment. Therefore, rapes, robs, and robbing, and rapes, robs, and murders aren't happening, right? This is a common tactic that's called uh, Mott and Bailey fallacy, and the left uses it quite frequently. Now, here's Josh Kruger saying, Today I learned there apparently is a, quote, crippling crime wave destroying all cities, according to Stephen Miller, which includes presumably Philly. My house is not on fire, and chaos is not raining in the street. I saw a man get a parking ticket yesterday. My trash got picked up. Fascinating, Josh. Well, now you're dead. Um, I wonder what you're thinking now. Nothing. Uh, and what else? If Josh Kruger were here, says Aristophanes. I didn't know Aristophanes was still alive. Oh, thinking about the Greek empire. If jo uh, the Greek, they were city-states, right? Not empire. The Greeks never had an empire, did they? No, it was Macedonia. Does that count? Thinking about the Roman Empire, if Josh Kruger were here, says Aristophanes, he'd probably say something stupid about safe injection sites and housing the unhoused. But Josh Kruger is not here. Zombie-like inhabitants in Philadelphia. Here we are. I was in Philly a little earlier this year. Scary place. Look at this. This is, I mean, Ukraine is in better shape. Thanks to our tax dollars. Looky there. Would you want to walk down those streets? Would you want to live in this city? Look at this. Terrifying, dangerous cities. But according to uh, Josh Kruger, uh, nothing happening right there. He was shot dead at his home. Of course, he was a big critic of law enforcement, downplayed gun violence in a city, and of course, advocated for political violence against his opponents, people like you and me. Now that I'm no longer in government, Josh Kruger says, I can finally say publicly, it's not wrong to punch Nazis. Now, I don't want to go too much into a tangent on this one, but I do want to say this, that uh, when someone says that you're a Nazi, what they're saying is, is that it's okay to do, what they're doing is they're legitimizing violence against you. They're legitimizing the violence. And what they're saying is, is that it's okay not only to commit violence against you, as he's saying, because of course he thinks that people like you and I are Nazis, but he thinks that it's okay to murder us. He thinks that it's okay for people not just to punch us. He thinks it's okay to, it's okay to kill us. But of course, irony of ironies, probably killed by his gay lover. They, uh, the reports that I'm reading right now show that there was also heroin found in his home where the incident occurred. Here's Josh Kruger saying, uh, you don't know how to properly read reports. Black offenders account for 14% of white victims. Meanwhile, white offenders account for 57% of white victims. I'm assuming you're acting in bad faith, much like white supremacists do. You might not be a Nazi, but you argue as they do. Interesting. I'm pretty sure you think we're Nazis, bro. He says, there is no such thing as ethical consumption in an inherently exploitative capitalist society. Fascinating. As he enjoys himself a tasty beverage the result of capitalism, and likely has a very expensive iPhone that he's using to take the picture with. So very fascinating. Well, we all know that at the very least, Josh Kruger has become a good communist, um, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> 
frequent critic of police, Josh Kruger there. Yes, in Philadelphia, dead. Uh, leftist journalist was shot dead. Uh, Andy Nyo says, tragically shot dead. I would not be that kind. Uh, of course, a big time um, advocate in favor of violence against people like yourself. Fatally shot inside his home. He says, look, uh, or he said uh, before he was dead, look, it's that lawless land of liberals in Philly where shootings are dropping to levels not seen in years. Well, see, it only takes one, or in your case, I think 10 shots to the stomach, Josh. He says, some idiot just said you're more likely to get shot and killed than die of COVID in Philly to make some insensitive rhetorical point for, quote, his side. Folks, four times as many Philadelphians have died of COVID than gunshots this year. I understand math is hard, but do better. Well, Matt, uh, Josh, you're going to have a hard time doing math in hell. Uh, he also says, uh, Philly journalist Josh Kruger mocked the ideas of using a gun to protect his home. He was killed in his home yesterday. He said, I'm changing the locks. People are crazy. Drugs can help, but also can create or exacerbate mental health problems. I'm still not going to be a dickhead to people who need help, though, he said. He also says, I can already hear the armchair advice brigade saying what I should have done. To me, guns escalate and dramatically increase risk of injury or death, even in home or self-defense situations. In this case, technically a burglary. You can't be Yosemite Sam just because you're afraid. Well, that deserves a big... You think that Josh Kruger, in the moments that he was staring down the barrel of a gun from his allegedly uh, ex-lover after he got done smoking a bunch of heroin or meth or whatever it was they found in his home, the drugs they found in his home, do you think that in that just that one moment, before his gay lover looked him in the eyes, before his gay lover pulled the trigger and shot him dead, right, like a scene out of gay Chicago, well, I guess it's a musical, so all, all musicals like Chicago are dead, but like, you know... Oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes, they both, oh, yes, they both, oh, yes, they both reach for the gun, the gun, the gun, the gun. Oh, yes, they both reach for the gun, for the gun. Do you think that just for a brief moment, that as his life was flashing before his eyes, and as all of these tweets that he has posted, do you think that for just one moment, that Josh Kruger would have thought, God damn, would I kill for an assault rifle right now? Oh, I think he would. I think he would. What do you mean? Wait a minute. Hey, you hit the wrong thing there. <laughs> not going to a commercial break just yet. Let's take a brief little break here for just a moment, though, and say good morning to the 2,400 people watching us live. Whoa, what's up? Yo. Nice to see you all here today. Do me a favor. Will you, will you click that like button and subscribe to the channel if you're enjoying this content? It takes a lot of work and a lot of time and a lot of money to put together shows like these for you. I get my butt up at 4.30 a.m. every Monday through Friday so we can do a show from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Time. And the best thing that you can do to help us out for people like us who are trying to fight for economic freedom, personal liberty, and the right to own a GD gun is click that like button and subscribe to the channel. Do it right now. Help us to spread the message of economic freedom and personal liberty. Yeah, so I think if I look back on my life history, there are some tweets or some posts that I would probably regret. But I have to say, of all of the regrets, you can say Josh Kruger probably has the most. Well, it's hard to be regretful when you're dead. Again, you can text the show as well. Let us know what's on your mind. What are you thinking about today? Are there any stories that we might be missing that you think we should cover? You can send us a text at 573-319-1586. That's 573-319-1586. A lot of you who are here for the first time may not know, but 
The Wake Up America show is just a two-person operation, right? And it's my dream to create a podcast and from this podcast, make it successful and turn it into a network, grow a sort of libertarian daily wire, if you will, make documentaries, make movies one day. And so by tuning in and watching the show right now, you're helping to support an American dream. So thank you. It's just me and my wife and our supporters who have been with us since we launched the show a year ago and Lear Capital, right? We've had a lot of support from our friends at Lear Capital back when we only had 20 or 30 viewers live in the morning to sponsor the show. And they're still with us. And you know what? It's time for us to say thank you. Thank you to Lear Capital. If you're a big believer in gold and silver like I am, it's time for us to stick by our principles and secure our financial freedom and call their capital today. I talked to them yesterday and they still have that $500 account credit available for you right now, but only if you call that phone number 1-800-885-2175 or visit LearAustin.com. If you visit LearAustin.com, They'll send you a gold and silver information packet, and I promise you they're not going to spam you or call you over and over and harass you. That is not going to happen, okay? I promise. But you can only get that $500 account credit if you call that number. 1-800-885-2175. Write it down right now. 1-800-885-2175. Tony the Tiger over in the the chat says, you can't lose with gold. Hell yes. You can visit LearAustin.com, but what I recommend is go ahead, even if you're not going to buy gold today, go ahead and get your account set up because they will give you that $500 account credit. They'll push it on to your account so that whenever you make your first purchase, you're good as gold, right? So write that number down. Give them a call today. 1-800-885-2175. That's 1-800-885-2175. Glorious. Love me some disco music. All right. Nice to see you. Do your research, uh, says SM77. Yes, absolutely. Do your research. uh, And I appreciate that very much. Uh, Daddy Big Ball says, I hope I feel like the clown I am peddling BS to nobodies. Wow, that's not very nice. Um, He's calling you all nobodies. But I think 2,300 people, there's a lot of somebodies in there. But there's at least one loser, isn't there, Daddy Big Balls? Or should we call you Daddy No Balls? Thanks so much for the comment anyway, because, of course, your commenting helps us to grow the show anyway. So thank you very much. For joining us, I do love to monetize my haters here on the Wake Up America show at wakeupamericashow.com. In just a few minutes, we're going to speak to Camelia Peterson about this and that, like this and like that and like this. Uh, first of all, I want to play this clip for you, though. Whoopi Goldberg arguing with Alyssa Farah on The View about abortion. Claims she's pro-life. Take a listen to this. Oh, come on, Internet. Refresh, refresh, refresh to you isn't that isn't that your choice to make that decision why am i uh, why do you want me to go with your belief when that is not my belief i because i'm not sure it's a belief well right now right now the states have the right to do whatever they want in california and new york it's all the way up until nine months other states let's let's no one, no one, no one, no doctor, no, no hospital, no one will take a baby at nine months well, you're, for an abortion. You want to push I'm me on my limits, but Gavin Newsom, Kamala Harris, Joe Biden will not give you their limits. And we're having this conversation. Why I don't are we understand talking about what the I, men? I missed what you just what said. What about but the I'm men saying, who are rapists? There well, are some states listen, like Illinois, a blue yes, state, absolutely, that's there are rapists bail. out 
about that, that's then why an isn't it my choice if this happened? If what happened to you happened to my daughter? That's what's happening. What happened to you happened to my daughter. Why isn't it my choice if she's twelve? Well, and pregnant. I, I agree and with gets you. Pre- she's so acknowledging yeah, some I, I, well, I, I agree I, with I, you on that. Why isn't it your choice if she's 12 and she decides that she wants to cut her hoo-ha off and you're her father and you say no and they run away to California and they do it anyway? This continues. Rape and incest. Again, but why is it not my choice? This is the part I'm missing because I, I, I understand your choice. I understand your choice. I also am pro-life. I want everybody to have a safe life. I want them to be safe and do all the things that they should be able to do. But when it comes to what is best for my family and I, why isn't that my choice and my doctor's choice without bringing anyone else in? And by the way, just because I'm poor doesn't mean the government doesn't have a responsibility to me as well. But we got to talk about oh, men in this sure, conversation sure. too, though. Please, please, please. All right. Well, we're going to speak to Camelia Peterson. Coming up next, we're going to talk to CJ. A St. Louis teacher who was an OnlyFans, you know what star? Uh, suspended. We'll talk about that when we get back with CJ on the Wake Up America show at wakeupamericashow.com. Good morning, Rise and Freedom. I'm Austin Peterson. You're watching and listening to the Wake Up America show. At wakeupamericashow.com. Lovely to see all 1,900 of you today. Don't forget to click that like button and subscribe to our channel if you enjoy our content. It's exciting to see all the new names and faces. So we saw a new face, Constant Drummer, over on the live stream this morning. I haven't seen you yet here. Good to see you, Constant. Welcome to the crew. Says he really likes that No Lives Matter shirt that we got with Michael Meyer on it over at apforlibertyshop.com. Well, don't forget, Constant Drummer, when you visit APForLibertyShop.com, there's a pop-up that will come up that shows an American Eagle. If you click to make it go away, like a lot of people do on accident, just so you know, it should still be in the bottom right-hand corner of your screen. It'll say 15% off. So if it's your first time buying anything from APForLibertyShop.com, you get 15% off your whole order. So don't forget to take advantage of that. You'll see that coupon fly into your screen when you visit the website. We've got all kinds of awesome Halloween merchandise available at ap4libertyshop.com. I saw Quest Fanning got himself some last night, as well as some Founding Flavors coffee. Quest has been with us, man, since Freedom Report days, 2013, 10 years ago, when I started my very first podcast. And now here we are. Thanks very much to all of our support from all of our listeners, all of our newbies and our oldies. Not old, but... All right, well, teacher's pet. I want to be teacher's pet. Did you ever have a hot teacher growing up? I didn't. They all look like those gym coaches, you know, where it's like, you know, they're like, like he looked like a man. You know what I mean? Where it was like, you know, the PE coach was like a woman, but she looked like she could kick your ass. And now we got all these teachers out there who look like they could be like supermodels, Instagram models, or even, you know, other kinds of models. Well, apparently some of them are. In fact, a St. Louis teacher was put on suspension after it came out that she was selling nudes online. Let's talk to Camelia Peterson about that from the classroom this morning. Uh, I don't know if we're going to get a show or not. Good morning, CJ. Good morning. School is in session. (laughs) Nasty. Naughty, naughty. All right. Glad to have you here, Camelia. We always love your appearances every uh, every Tuesday and Thursday on the show at 8 a.m. Central Time. All right. Give us the skinny set us up for this story what what is the what's the background details here 
So this is a teacher who teaches in a small town of St. Clair, Missouri, which is about an hour or so outside of St. Louis, although there is a St. Louis connection here for sure. Mm -hmm. um, but she teaches a freshman, sophomore English um, in high school there. And it's only been there a couple of years. And um, it came out recently that she has an OnlyFans account. And um, so... Uh, she has been suspended uh, or put on leave, whatever, while the school district is investigating. And, you know, of course, this has been the tip, I, like, honestly, and yes, if I have to hand in my libertarian card over this, <laughs> that's fine. Like, you know, when you're talking about the kids, like, this is a whole different matter with me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go a little authoritarian here. Here we go. Let's hear it. <laughs> So here's the thing, like the backlash you see in the articles posted about this is like they're all talking about, oh, you know, it's your life. You know, you do what you want. And teachers in Missouri don't make enough money. So, of course, they have to resort to selling their bodies online. Of course. <laughs> I mean, like, oh, and so sorry, <laughs> you know, like people like she was. Yeah, I know it's Missouri, but it's also a very small town, rural town in Missouri. And so she was making around 42000 a year. So is that fantastic bad. money? It's not bad though. No, it's especially not bad for Missouri. For, especially for only being there two years. Yeah. And so she's not having to, she's married, by the way. This is not like she's a single woman out there doing her thing. She's also married and her husband is, shall we say, complicit and participating in this venture that they have going on. Dude. I mean, like, I know people love money and for some people they don't care, right? They, they're up for their reputation. And, you know, it's as long as they're not harming anybody, I know I, I, I completely agree. But however, we're talking about someone who is involved in the education of children, who has access to children. And you know what, Camelia, I just don't trust them. Okay. If you're a, if you're a porn star online posting nudes and your children who are in your classroom can literally go and see your butthole. How about probably shouldn't be, you know, teaching kids? What do you think? Right. I mean, I think that's just it. You know, there can be lots of things that you do with your life where, yes, you keep your, your personal side gig, your side hustle on the side, and you can keep that private and whatnot. But, you know, employers also, especially depending on the type of job you have, you know, whether or not you reflect publicly on that employer, they're going to have, you know, uh, an opinion about what you do as far as, you know, what becomes public. And, you know, normally, you know, it's like a private business should be able to do whatever they want in this case. You know, if that's not in line with their philosophy and standards as a business, they should be able to fire her, you know, no problem. Um, at will employment, right? We're conservatives, libertarians, we're in favor of that, right? So with a public school, though, and a government employee now, it's not quite as clear cut. But the principle should be the same. The school has hired legal counsel because they're probably afraid of getting sued anymore. Um, but, you know, she's admitted that she can see the writing on the wall. And, you know, let's be real. They've been making eight to ten grand a month on this. She doesn't care. I mean, come on. And by the way, St. Louis Connection is like she got this idea from some friends in St. Louis who are doing the thing, which she was probably if she was in St. Louis. We probably wouldn't even be hearing about it because they wouldn't care. <laughs> right, right, right. I, I see that some of our um, uh, commenters this morning are saying that, uh, oh, you can geo block your photos and videos so that people in your area can't see them. But 
doesn't matter if somebody you there's know somebody's gonna know way. you there's always yeah. a way right there's they're gonna find way. your stuff but but here's the thing too it's like all right you're make she's making good money but to me like from what i have read people who do pornography they're kind of like professional basketball players but they don't make professional basketball money or and professional football players but they don't make professional football player money you, just because you're making eight to ten thousand dollars a month that's really not that much money in the long run. And if you're not socking it away and putting it away for retirement, sure. and, and here's the thing, well, you know, there's, we we're going to talk about male disposability here in just a moment, but there's an expendability, there's, and there's an expiration date on um, the desirability, you might say, of women. For yes, these I, this is a great point, right? Okay. Yeah, right. Would you, I mean, would you like to, yeah, go ahead. No, this is a good point. It was like you, she can only do this for for long, for so long. So not only is this an issue because you know she's she has you know kids under her influence. You know, parents care what their their kids are exposed to. Whether or not she's saying anything about it in the classroom is irrelevant. It affects her reputation with the students and how they view and respect her as a teacher, because you know those kids are here, and we're talking about freshmen and sophomores in high school especially. I mean, you know, they know this. But the thing hey, is, look, like, I she's... see the teacher's butthole. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but she's, you know, but you're right. Like, there is a limit to how long she's realistically going to be able to do that. And she is taking a profession that she went to school for and right. invested in and throwing the it away. But here's the thing. The only thing worse, like, again, if you're just, if you're doing this in a vacuum and that's all you do, fine. The only thing worse than like her being a teacher and doing this is her husband who's facilitating it. <laughs> like we're going to get to the, it's not, you know, there, I got a lot of problems with, with ladies these days, but they're the simps and the simp culture. Like a lot of these, the problems that we have in our society are, are aided and abetted by, by beta males. We're going to talk about that here in just a moment, but very briefly, I want to say good morning to Lichia Wilder, who says good morning from the boot heel. We love our I fellow Missourians here. Oh, I you do? Lisha. Yes. Oh, hi, oh, Lisha. Really? <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Good morning. Good morning, Lisha. Um, my wife, Stephanie says in school, they will teach pole dancing in PE class soon. Uh, but then a little bit later on down, she says, pole dancing is actually very difficult. And I would like to ask you, Stephanie, I guess I will ask you when I get home, how you know that it is actually that difficult. <laughs> we're going to have it. We're going to have a little discussion. We need to bring back wife spankings, by the way. Camelia, can we talk about that in a little bit? Uh, talk about like how we need to bring. you remember the old um, things that you used to see where it was like the manual for how to treat your wife, like uh, how to spank your wife properly? Anyways, we'll talk about that. Um, it could be a great for OnlyFans content. Uh, if you're just tuning into the Wake Up See, we're making Camellia blush. If you're just tuning into the Wake Up America show, good morning. I'm your host, Austin Peterson. We're glad to have you here. How are you feeling today? Would you do me a flavor flave and click that like button and subscribe to the channel that you're watching us on right now? We'll be glad to have you. We just sold one of our inflation is uh, 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 t-shirts, Halloween costumes says that um, due to inflation, this is my Halloween costume this year. Very funny. Thank you for that. You can get your awesome Halloween libertarian t-shirts over at APforLibertyShop.com. I'm speaking to Camelia Peterson, who is a liberty activist here in the state of Missouri. We're talking about a St. Louis teacher who was suspended after it was found out that she was on OnlyFans. Well, so apparently the news is, is that because of this and all of the the hubbub and the publication from this, she's now like doubled how much money she was making, things like that. So 
financially, right. at least for a short time, she should be okay, right? Oh, I would certainly think so. Um, although, you know, I, I have I have no idea, and I didn't. I mean, you know, I read the articles, and you know, they didn't go into to a whole lot. Of, well, except for the Riverfront Times, kind of went into graphic detail. <laughs> but <laughs> <Of course. laughs> we won't discuss that. But uh, you know, so I don't know how much she was using the the teacher shtick in her content. So you know, maybe that hurts her a little from losing that. So I'm sure she'll get uh, you know a bump in this for a while. But yeah, I mean, she uh, should certainly be putting that money away and investing it. Now, it did like one of the articles did note that you know, even though her husband participates in this, like it's not affected his job, whatever his job is. They didn't specify that, but you know, it hasn't affected it could. his job. It could. It's like all <laughs> it takes is one jealous or angry wife of a CEO or a boss because she saw that. Her husband looked at the photos online and, you know, she got angry and jealous. And then she puts the pressure on her husband and says, you need to fire him because I saw you looking at her photographs and I'm jealous. And that's all it would take. That's how it is. Uh, speaking of, of jealousy, uh, let's talk a little bit about this story. I'm going to speak to the Better Bachelor here. Have you seen this guy before, this Joker guy? Have you watched any of his videos, Camelia? I, um, there was the clip that you posted yesterday and I watched just a little bit of it. I didn't get through the whole thing, but I watched like first 10 minutes, 15 minutes or so. So you are always complaining about Andrew Tate's and Pearl Davis's of the world, right? And you're always like, there are other, other red pill people who are actually pretty good. This is an example. This guy, he's going to be joining us at 830. He goes by the name of Joker. He does his, his mm -hmm. YouTube channel is Better Bachelor. Uh, he's going to join us at 8.30 to talk about this um, this Pew Research poll where he was talking about uh, this uh, conservative women online who have kind of jumped on the Matt Walsh bandwagon with, you know, attacking red pill men over not wanting to get married. Uh, and they say, well, you just need to get yourself a good conservative woman. You need to find you a conservative woman who won't post her butthole online on OnlyFans. So that will solve all your problems. However. This video that we watched by Better Bachelor, who is one of the better red pillars, uh, shows this Pew Research poll that shows that the majority of divorces initiated by women in this country, 70% or more, are initiated by Christian women who consider themselves to be very religious. I was honestly surprised by that when I saw it. Maybe I shouldn't be. Were you as surprised as I was? Uh, somewhat, although like when I, when I see things like that, I, all kinds of questions start, you know, popping up for me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, first of all, when you're talking about things that are self-reported, there's already, you know, some, some questions about that because people, depending on when you ask them and, okay, you know, what their it's a bullshit poll, blah, blah, okay. blah. So, but anyway, but the point is too, is that it also raises the question of, you know, people identifying as religious or Christian and how they quantify that and every because, you know, I even though I think the um, United States is moving in a more secular direction, I do think that you know, probably the majority of people because um, they were raised that way, they want to identify and be known as a Christian and, you know, be you know serious about it. What that actually looks like in practice, I think, is probably a different story. Um, but yeah, I don't, and, and I also think too that part of that is probably um, maybe that divorce has gotten destigmatized some in the church because it used to be like you, that was not an option. You didn't consider that. It didn't really matter what was going on, whether it was justified or not. Like that's, you just, that was not an option, which, you know, that's not good either. Should it be stigmatized? Should it be stigmatized? 
Uh, you know, I don't know. I think, you know, I've been watching some discussions that have um, been going on between, you know, Red Pill guys and, you know, TradCon. And one of them, you know, is a, is a divorce attorney that's been in this mix. And really, there are no good solutions to this, particularly with how, you know, traditional conservatives on the Christian end want to, uh, some, you know, some of them, not everybody want to approach it in terms of a more authoritarian take on it and, you know, getting rid of no-fault divorce and things like that. And I think really what it um, boiled down to and what this uh, New York City uh, divorce attorney was talking about was that we need to have more preparation in advance, more barriers to entry per se, and that people need to, like, people should know what they're getting into. And, you know, when we talk about prenuptial agreements and things like that, those should not be stigmatized like they have been in the past. So I think it's like, and we need to talk about incentives, like why, how do we make people want to stay married? So I almost, I mean, I think we're probably coming at it from the wrong angle. I agree, you know, in that aspect. Okay. Well, so you don't know, but here's the thing. Yesterday, I got people pretty riled up as I do. My brother calls me the poop stirrer. Um, I got people pretty riled up when I suggested that, and here you got rid of your libertarian bona fides earlier. Here, here's me getting rid of my liber libertarian bona fides. But one of the thing, the ways that we can really help men in this country is if we were to make paternity tests mandatory before completion of a birth certificate. Uh, and uh, people were saying things like, oh, this is statist. Okay, fine. So are birth certificates. There, and then they would say things like, only if a man requests it. But then that puts the burden on the man to say to his wife, oh, she, she can say, oh, well, what, you don't trust me? And then you create further division in the relationship. But here's the thing. If you've done nothing wrong, you have nothing to fear. Am I wrong? Oh, it, it's a tough one, right? Because no, it's not I, tough. I if do you're agree. not a cheating, no. if you're not a cheating <laughs> then it's not tough at all. You simply take the paternity test. It's, you are the father, Maury Povich, and, and then you, get, you sign the birth certificate. I'm not entirely opposed to that. I mean, I actually think it's probably a good idea. I also think that it, you know, it does presume guilt before innocence, which I think is going to lead to its own set of issues. I mean, if it was a standardized norm and that was just part of the process, I think it would be no big deal. How well, that's what it, that that's what point? I'm suggesting. But well, that's know, what but I'm like, suggesting. I mean, here's the thing. You know, you know, by the by the next the time the next generation comes around, the only people who would be like, oh, this is out of the ordinary, are people who have already have a, had a child and then they're having a second child, for example. But for the next generation having their first child or what have you, it would just be a standard part of it, right? You know, you you just you take a paternity test. And then if they are the father, then, you know, the, I mean, if the father still chooses, say that this child is born out of wedlock or what have you, and the child, the father still chooses to raise that child, he can sign the birth certificate if he wants. Sure. Okay. And so where I see, so where people were pushing back on you uh, on, from a libertarian point of view, I understand mm -hmm. and that, you know, we don't want the government involved anymore, but if we're, if we're dealing with the is like mm -hmm. where we are right now, yes. um, the government is already involved. They're very much involved in you know, the outcome of a divorce and mm -hmm. the awarding of child custody and money and on child support, all of those kind of things, they're very involved. Now, if we were in a scenario where people did, um, you know, take responsibility for these kind of details before they decide to get married and into a relationship and have children and these sort of things, and they, they have those contracts and they talk these things through ahead of time, 
then I think you don't need the government involved, except for when we get to the legal issue of somebody actually breaks the contract. Part of that right. contract can be, you know, uh, paternity testing, whatever it is. You decide what goes into that. Do you think that there should be, do you think that the government should force child support? I am a little bit conflicted about this because, you know, I know we talk in the context of a lot of this about MB and because of the masculinity movement and the backlash against feminism that we talk about a lot about how men are wronged in this. But I mean, the truth is, is that this goes the other way too. And there are a lot of really crappy guys out there um, as well. No doubt. So, I mean, I don't, you know, don't you think it creates I, an incentive for women to hook up with crappy guys? Right. If you know that, know, if you don't, don't you know, like if you know that, right, there's a chance that you're going to get stuck with the bill that you might take a little bit more, you know, you might be responsible for yourself. Does, does daddy government really need to step in and be the father that forces the men I, to be responsible? Because here's the thing, we don't have any, any rights when it comes to sure. the child, right? You can kill the child in a lot of states, right? right? You, yeah. you can, you can yeah. take the child and run. Right. And, and get preferen preferential treatment when it comes to family courts. Why don't we institute some policies that might be harmful for women, meaning that they have to take a step down towards equality, but that are positive and would be beneficial for men? What's wrong with instituting policies that might be good for men in this country if it means that the women actually get their they have to get their feelings hurt a little bit and be responsible and have some accountability? I like that word a lot. Because I know it scares I know it scares you, ladies. Accountability. Oh, Boom. So here's I need thing. to put. If I not, need to make a, a a misogynist shirt for AP for Liberty shop to scare all the women in uh, in society, and it just says accountability. <laughs> so I don't think I don't think it's that that's a bad idea, but I don't think that in practice. I mean, like, who thinks about you know the ramifications of what the government is or isn't going to enforce or do for them when they decide to engage in activity that leads to children, right? I mean, so I think it's, it's like, it's just the same as the government trying to incentivize more children by giving tax breaks or, you know, other things to families to, you know, incentivize marriage and people. It's just like, it doesn't work. And so I'm not sure the reverse is going to work either. Just like, you know, saying that the death penalty, you know, is a, um, you know, makes people think about whether or not they're going to kill. It doesn't like none of that stuff is effective. So I don't, it's a nice idea, but I don't know that it would work. <laughs> See, I just, I think that, uh, I think that better bachelor joker is right. Uh, when he says that the, you really don't get any kind of a benefit marrying a conservative woman over a liberal woman, because I don't see there being any women who are willing to say, Oh yes, I will take accountability and I will give myself less government privileges so that men in society will stop self-deleting and will also uh, have better mental health scenarios and situations and have healthier family lives and relationships with their children. I don't see that happening. I don't even, and I don't see you as a libertarian even seeming to sort of offer that bone to us. Well, men. I don't, you know, I don't have any problem with, you know, equalizing those kind of policies like that I have no issue with because I know that I'm going to do, you know, what I'm going to do regardless of that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I got, I do have to run Camelia. I've got better bachelor coming up here. He's probably waiting for that uh, live stream link. Can you uh, do me a favor, uh, share with our audience, anything else that you want to share before we let you go? 
The only thing I'm going to say is completely unrelated, but in other political news, I'm going to drop a link in the chat because I tell you, everybody knows I've not been a big Marjorie Taylor Greene fan, mm-hmm. but she dropped a thread about what's been going on with Matt Gates and everything that I think was really worth reading. And, you know, that's kind of a hot topic today. So anyway, I'm going to drop that in there. Check it out. It's worth reading. Okay, there you go. It's worth reading. Thank you very much. Camelia Peterson, we did make you blush today and we look forward to playing the game again on Thursday. We'll see you then. <laughs> Have a great day, everyone. Thanks very much. That's Camelia Peterson. What do you guys think of CJ? Send us a text at 573-319-1586. Again, you can text the show and let us know what you think at 573-319-1586. All right, when we get back, the man, better bachelor, joker. He's the one who brought up that study. He says, conservative women know better to marry than liberal women. A lot of panties in a lot of twists. Well, I guess, do conservative women wear panties or do they wear the moo-moos, the mama granny panties? Over that, we'll get back on the Wake Up America show at wakeupamericashow.com. Good morning, Rise and Freedom. I'm Austin Peterson. You're watching and listening to the Wake Up America show at wakeupamericashow.com. How are you feeling today? You guys in a good mood? Oh, nice. Well, studio audience, definitely in a good mood. Well, what about you? Well, I can't see or hear you. So the only way that I can know if I am meeting your seal of approval is if you click that like button or subscribe to the channel that you're watching us on right now. We had a great conversation with my friend Camelia. We like to play Make Camelia Blush on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I think that we accomplished it. Thank you, CJ, for putting up with me embarrassing you twice a week. It's always a great segment. And then, of course, I love to introduce new people to you as well. My next guest calls himself the Joker, but he's not going to wear any of that weird face paint or anything like that. He goes by the Better Bachelor online. He posted a video yesterday that was the that uh, contained a survey that talked about how the majority of divorces that are initiated by women in the united states are initiated by christian women who consider themselves to be very religious now conservative women online very unhappy with this gentleman because he pointed out the obvious that if you're a man who's interested in having a relationship or getting married your chances of getting through that marriage without a divorce aren't any better if you marry a conservative woman versus a liberal woman. Well, there's a, there was a great re, we heard a great screaming. All of a sudden, a, a thousand collective voices cried out in unison and will suddenly be silenced by the next conversation we'll have with the Better Bachelor himself, a.k.a. Joker, who's joining us live right now. Good morning, Joker. Good morning. Thanks for having me. So uh, you were responding initially to a tweet that was posted to a by a conservative woman, I think she goes by conspiracy pilled online on, on Twitter, who says she's she's very upset because men are blaming women for everything. They say that that they've been good conservative activists. They're fighting back against feminists and people like you just don't appreciate what conservative women bring to bear. How would you respond to that? Well, you know, part of the, the challenge that men are having today, uh, whenever you speak about the issue, it always becomes, well, men are bad to date. Men are not not good partners. Men are failing the families and men turn right around and say, well, actually, you women are just as bad, if not worse, in many cases. And it always come, boils down to why do men hate women or why do women hate men or whatever. The, the, the reality is it really boils down to the no fault divorce. It boils down to how easy it is today to uh, get divorced. And in many cases, um, the courts overwhelmingly seem to side with the women, especially when it comes to alimony, child support, and um, custody of the kids, things like that, and and taking 
part of the men's assets. And we're still in this place where the the laws are designed like they were 30 or 40 years ago. Yet v- women are very quick to say, hey, you know what? We're out there. We're making money. We want we want to be even in everything. But they only want to be they only want to be even in the air conditioned computer jobs, not the oil derricks and the ditch digging. They want to be even when it comes to uh, being able to have the, the same rights and the and which is fine. You know, we have nothing against that until it comes to divorce. And then it's well, actually, the mother should get custody most of the time, you know, because you know, that's traditional. And of course, we need to support the women because they don't make as much. And we start going down this rabbit hole. And a lot of guys today are just saying, not only do I not like my dating options, but I see what's happening or what happened to my father, my uncle, my brother coming or myself coming out of divorce. I'm not going to do this anymore. This is not a good, you know, you don't sign a contract where if, if the person you're in business with quits, they're going to win because there, there's no incentive to stay in the contract anymore. And so a lot of men today are just saying, you know what, this is a bad deal for me. I, I want out. And every time that's raised, it's, well, the women have to leave because the man's bad. Or the men say, hey, you know, she did something. And and it, it doesn't, it's meaningless anymore. You know, you're just getting involved with the government. It really doesn't mean anything, whether you want to talk religiously, whether you want to talk. The only thing it does is it helps the family if you have kids. But again, for, for a man to kind of throw away his assets and, and gamble it to where at any point she says, hey, you know, I'm kind of done. Guys are just having, they're not having it anymore. Yeah, speaking in broad terms there, I think I, I agree with you largely with what you're saying. Um, but if we could get a micro analysis from you specifically, the content of your video was specifically responding to what this conservative woman had said that, you know, she's our ally in this fight, right? So what they tell us and what trad cons like Matt Walsh and others might, Ben, ben Shapiro and others might say, which you know, like you, I, I kind of like Matt Walsh. I'm not the biggest fan of him, for example. I'm a little bit more of a libidinous libertarian, right? But I'm, uh, yeah, I do like Ben Shapiro and others, and I listen to a lot of Jordan Peterson and conservatives, and I, I'm in a traditional marriage, if you will, um, right now. But conservative women and conservative men will say, well, you just need to not be marrying the bra-burning, you know, butthole-bearing on OnlyFans female. You need to get yourself a good conservative woman. But you th- but you say, ah, 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 but there's a catch. What is it? Well, if you if you look at the statistics, um, I, I simply put, looked up and it's very simple to do. So anybody that wants to kind of verify for this uh, themselves, they can do it. I looked up multiple studies where divorcees and people that were separated were interviewed and they, you know, what is your religion? Uh, how strongly do you believe in religion? How often do you pray? Um, do you read the Bible? You know, how, how involved with you are, are you uh, within the church? 75% of uh, the people that they surveyed, it was a medium sample size of about 5,000 women. Uh, they asked them and they said, well, 75% were Christian slash Catholic, um, less than 1% in the Jewish community, in the Muslim community, in the uh, Mormon community. So when they really break it down, it really came down to, well, it's a lot of Christians in here, and there's, of course, a lot of atheist or agnostic, 75%. Then when you look down through it and you say, okay, what are the percentage of people? How often do they go to church? 33% go weekly. Uh, 50 or 60% say that they follow the Bible either literally or as close to literal as 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 they can. 
Well, there's there's not a whole lot in there that, that gives you the permission other than adultery or, and, and perhaps being abused uh, to leave. But we see we see now a very large number of women that are you know married for they either marry young and decide, hey, by 30, maybe I did this because they see all these women out there having fun and and they're enjoying their lives. And, and uh, the you know, the kids are now in school where they can maybe chase their own lives that, uh, or their own uh, occupations. Or women are getting, you know, up to the age where the kids are kind of getting ready to to be off on their own. And then they're saying, you know, something I've always wanted to do X or I feel like I haven't lived my best life. Well, that's those are all the tropes and all the lessons that's been taught by feminism. And so are they really following their faith? Are they really believing in the family? And then when you add to this, the Matt Walsh's and everybody else saying, hey, well, you haven't found a good one. 66% 66% of women vote Democrat in the United States. 66% is so there's a large segment out there that are in line with the, you know, abortion. They're in line with um what the LGBTQ community is doing and, and trying to teach this to young kids. They're they're not signing up for school boards uh, to to push back against some of the the teachings that kids are getting in school today. And so that's what, 66% of women. So now we've shaved it down a little bit. And then once you've shaved it down there, how many, how many women are going to college? Well, they're, they're getting through the indoctrination there. And so when you start really boiling it down, how many conservative women are really conservative? How many of them are really, you know, God-fearing, God country and, and the Second Amendment type women? It's, it's very few. It's very few now. So it the is very few. Gets, yeah, and the dating pool gets smaller and smaller and smaller for men. So now you have, what, 50% of men that are looking for 10% of women. And on top of that, women are graduating uh, upper education now at 60%, where men are graduating at 40%. And those women say, I only want to date a man that is as successful or more successful than I am. Because, you know, hypergamy and and wanting to to at least have a man that is better off than you, what most women say, uh, according to surveys and statistics, they want a man that makes roughly 50% more than they do. Well, if they're getting all the upper education and they're taking a lot of the, the professional jobs today and they want a man that's still better, n- now the, the men's pool that these women can choose from is very small and the rest of the guys don't meet their criteria. So it's becoming a breakdown now to where finding a good one uh, in both directions now, because women will say, well, you know, Joe, the plumber that makes 100 grand, yeah, he makes a decent income, but he's not high enough educated. I and guess. then if you're high enough educated, but you're only bringing in 30, 40, 50 grand a year because you're a professor or something or other, the women say, I, I make 70 or 80 grand. I want him to make more. And now we also get the, well, you know, I'm told, uh, uh, the, especially the young women, uh, I'm told that I deserve a six foot tall, attractive guy that's no one can find anybody anymore. And so the breakdown is just absolutely complete. One of my favorite things to do is drive all that my female friends in my life insane by telling them when they complain about men that they perhaps they need to lower their standards. <laughs> Just, they never will. <laughs> no, they never will. Maybe that's why they're so angry all the time is because the pool of available men gets smaller and smaller. They're also frustrated. Uh, let me go ahead and reset for those. It is a live show, I know. So people sometimes are tuning into us and just joining us here now and wondering who the hell we are. If you're just tuning in, good morning. I'm your host, Austin Peterson, uh, host of the Wake Up America show. Don't forget to click like and subscribe to the channel if you're enjoying the content that you're hearing and listening to right now. I'm speaking to the Better Bachelor, aka Joker. You can follow him over on YouTube as well. And I hope that 
my friends and our moderators will do me the favor of dropping those links over there in the Rumble chat so people can follow and subscribe to his content. I'm sure he would be very grateful. We're talking about a video that The Better Bachelor did that was released this week that was in response to a tweet from a conservative woman who was angry that it seems like all men are bl- that men are blaming all women for the problems that we face in America today, even though she, as a good Christian conservative, has been fighting against the feminists. And if I understand you correctly, Joker, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, I don't want to put words in your mouth, you appear to be saying that these women claim to be conservatives and have conservative values, but 60% of, 66% of women are voting Democrat anyway, despite what they say. And the majority of them are going to initiate divorces against their husbands anyway. So the actual pool of available women to men like ourselves who would want to have a woman who is traditional in certain ways and not divorce us and take our kids and trans the kids in California as a sanctuary state, if you will, then the pool of available women is also actually very, very small from which we might choose as well. Yeah, the what men traditionally look for and and no matter how much social media or the news or movies try to portray, you know, the the three or four hundred pound gal is bold and beautiful. Uh, you you can put that message across, but it it you may be selling it, but men are not buying it. And the same thing happens when it comes to um, many of the other many of the other things men are seeing. Men men don't care how much money a woman makes. The reason being because they know if they are not supporting the family, they're not viewed as necessary. And and so what's happening now is you've got women that are saying, I want a man that brings X things to the table. And men say, oh, yeah, that's kind of traditional. You want us to, to be able to support the family. You want us to be a protector. You want us to be a provider. You want all the traditional things. But then when a man says, I also want the traditional things. I want a woman that hasn't gone crazy in college and slept with 30 people. I want a dare woman you. that. <laughs> How, How dare, dare you? you? How dare right. you? And, and don't forget, and uh, sorry to interrupt, but there is also this concept, and we won't have time to get into it today, but this concept that people bandy about called hoflation, where mm-hmm. men, men like ourselves, we have to be 20 times better than our grandfathers did in order to try and marry a woman who's 20 times worse than our grandmothers were. Um, uh, but I actually, I, I do want to pick on the men for just a moment here, uh, Joker. And I see, I want to uh, see if you agree with me on this one. Men, specifically what we might call beta males, right? Or simps, if you will, are the biggest enablers of this, right? Captain save hose right? Right. The white knights who go out there. And as soon as you, as soon as you criticize some, especially conservative woman online, as soon as you criticize them and suggest that perhaps Maybe you're not actually uh, standing up against feminism. Maybe you're actually feeding back into it, right? The the simp armies will descend upon you. It's our fellow men who are who are thrown our bodies. The male disposability, this concept, it's not just a leftist idea of oh, you're patriarchal. We don't. I'm a strong, independent woman who need no man. But male disposability also exists among conservative circles where don't cry in front of us or we get the ick. And also, um, I want a man who also uh, takes care of me and I claim claim to be a Christian, even though I don't, you know, I've had a body count of 150 before I get married. But we men enable this behavior because too many of us are simps who put up with it and will go and kick the guy's ass who dares to speak back to a woman because he might have hurt her feelings. Am I wrong? Right. 
Well, you know, it, it depends on the on the group of men, I think, because there's a large number of men that may have been taught that traditionally. But now there's a large number of men that are saying, you know something, if you really want to be just as independent and you don't need us, good luck to you. And, and that number is growing very rapidly because men understand and they see that the 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 nature of of how things are not working out for well for them because they will come, you know, to rescue a woman. I, I did a story about this where a lady had a, a flat tire and broke down on the side of the road. Guy came over, um, slid underneath her vehicle enough to get it running drove it back to a gas station where they had cameras thankfully he fixed her car and she claimed that that he had tried to grab her and grope her and ask for a kiss and he got divorced because of it he got taken to court because of it and only because this gas station and he, all he was doing is being nice just helping her he didn't even ask for anything in return and thank goodness the gas station had cameras which vindicated him but by that time he was divorced he was several tens of thousands of dollars um, of lost money because of this this case. And all he was trying to do was help the woman. So more and more men are seeing this. And as far as the ones that are, you know, stepping up and women can do no wrong group, these are the, the young men today and, and some of the older men, let's face it, 50% or actually technically, I believe it's about 45% of all kids are now being raised by single mothers. Now, there may be a stepfather in the home, but that's not, you know, the child is not that man's offspring so you know there is going to be a, a disconnect there and so forth and as a matter of fact uh, uh united states is number one in the world for single motherhood raising children so you've got kids growing up in a single mother household with no father they're not being taken to church and, and or other things whether it's i mean even boy scouts now lets girls in and boy scouts is now pushing the lgbtq stuff so there's no place that, that young men are seeing positive uh male role models in the home then they go to school where something like 80 or 90 percent of teachers are female. Then they go to college where same thing, most administration, a young man under Title IX now can have be accused of doing something improper on a date. And with no proof whatsoever, he's put in front of a board of women that judge that he's now out of college and whatever he spent is gone and he doesn't get his degree. So he's got to fall in line. You know, Ben Shapiro and some of the other conservatives we talk about, they've been chased off college campuses. Look at the Berkeley riots that happened all over Ben Shapiro, just a conservative man trying to talk. So you can't be conservative in the colleges. Yet women are still sending their kids off to college knowing this. And conservative you know, and, men are paying to for their daughters to go to these colleges to get indoctrinated. Can I interject yeah. on something very briefly? And mm -hmm. I wonder I'd want to get your take on this. Now, some people might say I'm being a little tongue in cheek on this one, but I but there is a there's a sense of irony to to my view on this. Uh, but also, in some ways, I'm being very unironic uh, when it taught when we you were bringing up the concept of women in men's spaces, right? Boy Scouts, for example. So yeah. in an ironic sense and in a very unironic sense, I don't oppose men, biological men playing in female sports. I'm opposed to genital mutilation. I think there should be separate facilities. But as a sort of moral lesson, if you will, I actually am in favor, and this is where my conservative friends get very angry with me, I'm in favor of allowing the trans in the sports, taking away women's scholarships, beating the hell out of them on the field, as a, as a sort of moral lesson, because I see it as one of those examples where in what, you know, Women are screaming and crying out loud because women are finally being inconvenienced for something, of course, which is when things change. But I wonder right. what you think about that position that I take. That uh, What do you think about 
biological males competing against women in their own sports. Is this not the equity that they claim to demand? Well, what's what's ironic is that it's it's like I said, women, women, much, much higher percentage um, are the ones that are saying, no, we want this. We're OK with this. Yes. We want the trans community in here. And at a certain point, as as a man, you have to say, you know something? You're right. Uh, because why am I going to fight? Because uh, you look at the swim team with that Leah Thomas, right? Yeah. Why am I going to fight for the women when the women are not fighting for themselves? And so if if they're not going to push back now, what happens after they graduate and after they lost their medals, they come back around and say this wasn't fair. But I'll tell you, if, if this guy, Leah Thomas, goes to swim at a meet and all the women show up and they're lining up on the blocks to dive and all the women just stood there and Leah Thomas is the only one on a block and he just swims his laps all by himself. And then the women walk out. It Well, there's no more female meet. It's just, well, Leah Thomas, can't, Leah Thomas is the only one swimming. Women's sports grinds to a halt. All they have to do is stand up for themselves and it would change instantly. But see, if I say something, oh, you're a foe, but you're you're doing this, you're wrong. So my advice in, in a case like this is let the women continue to lose. As a matter of fact, now on my on my channel, I often talk about this where I say, you know, hey, this uh, this this man uh, dressed as a woman uh, just won this pageant or came in first or second in this sport. And my answer is, you know something, I actually really like this because this does prove that men, when they're participating in a female sport, men are still better than women. Men are now women winning the, the beauty contests ahead of women. That just shows you how superior men are, that even when they're trying to be women and pretending to be women, they still, even women admit that they're better than they are. So did you see the, it, did you it, see the chess tournament that banned biological males from the female tournaments? Now that's a spicy one. That's a very <laughs> spicy because we're talking about a battle of the minds. Right. Ironically, that's the one place where you could maybe say, Hey, actually this is okay. But instead they, they, they ban that, but then they let the, the sports <laughs> continue on. So, so I think, uh, I think a lot of guys are starting to say, you know what, if this is really what you want, ladies, we're not going to fight your fight. Yep. You know, if you want to go in there and you want to, to change the world, uh, do it. But if you're yes. okay with this, I'm okay with it. That's, that's what that's I've been fun. saying. As is what I've been saying. The ladies say they're strong. They're independent. They don't need no man. I, I, I'm tired of seeing the cries from women online whenever they see a woman getting her ass beat in some street fight video. Where are all the men standing up? Where are the men? Why aren't the men standing up? Because the men who did stand up, like Daniel, uh, what was his name? Daniel Neely, um, jo the Jordan Neely, Daniel Pearl, uh, not Daniel Pearl. That was the journalist who was beheaded. But you know I what know I'm talking about? The, in, New in New York City, yeah, he's New York City, yeah. manslaughter charges right from this yeah. from the psychopath who was you know possibly going to hurt others who had hurt others in the, in the past. Why are there no good men left standing up? No, what I think is we have to let the ladies give them what they want. Right, remove the cloak of protection from them. And they will cry out and things will finally change because things only change in society when women are mildly inconvenienced. But I like to say, I like to quote my old friend, H.L. Mencken, who once said that, and I'm going to, I'm going to bastardize his quote. I'm going to change his quote a little bit. Democracy is the theory that the common woman knows what she wants and deserves to get it good and hard. Uh, yeah. better bachelor joker. I want to give you the last word here and also uh, give any plugs that you might like to plug for our audience. Before we let you go today um the the big thing today is if if women are concerned all of a sudden everybody's concerned because the marriage rates are down and the uh the the reproductivity and and the number of children being born are down 
Uh, this is a direct result of, of no-fault divorce and what women have asked for. Now there are, are laws and, and, and in many cases, uh, stigma that if a man asks out a woman and, and uh, it's unwanted, uh, that he's shamed. Well, men don't know if it's wanted or not until they try to ask a woman out. So, so now a lot of people are saying, you know what? We're not going to ask women out. Uh, we're not going to date them anymore. We're not, they're certainly not going to marry them anymore. I've got a group of guy friends. The whole entire house becomes the man cave. And they're just going to do their own things until women change and kind of reverse some of these stigmas that they put on men. They're going to have to step up, start asking guys out and making the first move on the dates and everything else, because they basically told men, knock it off unless I want you to. And the men said, I don't know uh, when that is. Uh, you can find me over on uh, YouTube at betterbachelor.locals.com. Same thing for uh, Odyssey and Rumble, betterbachelor.locals.com. And I'm over on Twitter at bachelor joker so you can find me in any of those places i love your videos man i've been watching them for the last couple of months and uh my wife and i love to listen to them together and you make a lot of good points you are definitely a highly recommended follower um reach out to us again if you've ever got a topic you'd like to discuss and hopefully we'll have you back again really soon good content my man will will do thanks for having me on man i appreciate it thank you very much he's the better bachelor what do you think of the better bachelor send us a text at 573-319-1586 again that's 573 573- 319-1586. I thought that it was a pretty good show today. What about you? Great guests, great topics, very spicy. Probably got a lot of people hate me after the show. But if you don't hate me, why don't you click the like button and subscribe to the channel? Or even if you do kind of hate me, why don't you hate like and hate subscribe? Then you can come back and you can torture me tomorrow morning, every Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central. The Wake Up America show streams live and it gets spicy. It's politics, it's dating, it's religion, it's marriage, it's divorce. We hope that you'll join us again tomorrow. At 8 a.m. Central, we got Judge Andrew Napolitano. He's the man. It's always big brain time when the judge comes on. So make sure and come back out. Uh, Steffi P. for Liberty, my wife, says, I asked Austin out first. It's okay to be an an assertive woman. I agree. All right. Well, uh, also, also, guys, don't forget, visit AP4LibertyShop.com. We did average over a thousand viewers live this morning for the entire show. See, we got 943. Still very respectable. Good God, that's a lot of people. Um, if you haven't yet, visit our website at AP4LibertyShop.com. That's AP, the number four, AP4LibertyShop.com. Not only do we have a bunch of delicious coffee brands that you can only get exclusively at our website, my favorite is thomas's painkiller coffee that's our colombian single origin i also love the benjamin franklin electric elixir as well try any of our delicious coffee blends but we've got all kinds of awesome merchandise not only do we have coffee but we've got cool um you know uh, shirts uh, like our caucasian shirt this one was very popular with people don't tread on me shirts v-neck for the ladies i know you ladies like the, the v-neck hilarious pepe shirts like man i miss the 70s we also did a thinking about the roman empire shirt which everybody's been thinking about the roman empire lately right get your thinking about the roman empire pepe shirt over at ap4libertyshop.com somebody messaged me the other day said that they thought that our donald trump toilet brushes were absolutely hilarious and i totally agree this is the kind of gift you can give to somebody if they love trump or they hate trump right clean up the poop right or make america make your toilets great again no who was going to clean your toilets donald trump all right i gotta run thanks so much for tuning in the show we're glad to have you here thank you again rumble.com let's give it up to rumble we're not worthy we're not worthy all of our friends at rumble.com are the greatest we'll see you tomorrow morning right here on the wake up america show at wakeupamericashow.com